1: Welcome to the Roy West Show here on News Talk 560 KLVI, and I have with me uh, one of my favorite guests, Dr. Shannon Allen of Beaumont Independent School District. She is the superintendent and thank you so much
2: for coming back on the show, Dr. Allen. Thank you, Roy. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I always love this great platform that you have for sharing information about BISD and what's happening.
1: Well, BISD, there is so much happening and so much good stuff happening out there. And uh, I don't I know it's hard to cover everything, but I want to cover issues that you want to cover. And I know we we here lately in the news uh, because the news likes to report what's wrong and rather than what's right. And and I'm going to give a little public service statement right here. As a business partner at Homer Drive Elementary, I get to go over there and interact with the students and i tell you when you go into the schools you get reminded what's right a lot more than what's wrong it's just oftentimes what how things get portrayed in uh the news or social media because people like to go there to complain rather than applaud people and i just i want to applaud you your administration and certainly all the teachers out there that are on the front lines that are doing it because they love students They know how important education is and they show up every day to educate our youth here in Beaumont. So uh, y'all do a great job of motivating them and keeping, you know, and and
2: it's and and it's an interesting time. It is. As as we see. It is. It's a a different time. You know, I appreciate you sharing, you know, 90 percent of what's happening. Great things are happening every day. You know, our teachers are working hard and I'm so thankful and appreciative of them. In our entire staff because the times are different right now the times are challenging right now coming off of a pandemic where kids weren't in school so they're now in school every day we are right. faced with something that we've never been faced before you know and i keep saying that every year because i remember i said that last year <laughs> i'm saying it again this year in a different capacity so now we're retraining our kids getting our kids back acclimated to being in school you know so many of our kids don't have uh ideal experiences outside of school all the time. So we are really and truly uh, in a transition phase is what I'll say. And we're in a season, that's what I've been sharing with our staff. We're in a different season and it's not the season that we will remain in, but it is the season that we're working through today. And it's not unique to us. You know, when I talk to superintendents and leaders, not just across our state, but across the entire nation, everybody's seeing the same things as far right. as you know just the increase in anxiety amongst the students increased behaviors amongst the students and different things that we're working through different challenges associated with the pandemic you know problems that we're trying to solve well y'all i know it's interesting cuz we got to
1: talk a little bit before and i was a part of a meeting off campus talking about solutions and you know and that And, you know, last year, as you were talking about, coming up with solutions for COVID, how to educate students outside of the classroom, you know, and this year when you bring them back in, you know, I was surprised uh, that some of the challenges, you know, revolve around social media. And certainly it goes beyond that. But one of them is just kids uh, wanting to get attention and get attention in the wrong ways because they're not thinking about long-term consequences of their action. They're just thinking about, Maybe they're 10, 15 seconds of fame.
2: You know, they are because they don't, they really don't understand. You know, we grew up at a different time. I grew up at a different time. We didn't have these distractions. So, so many of our kids are, you know, addicted to cell phones. They're addicted to social media and the opportunity to post or put something out. You know, we've had, uh, you know, the past, uh, I guess, six weeks, seven weeks, you know, with a lot of kids with aggressive behavior, you know, posting fights and different things on social media. And they think that's what you're supposed to do. And it's not what you're supposed to do. It's painting a picture of our schools that's not a favorable picture. That's not the reality of what we're trying to do in Beaumont ISD. But at the same time, we've got kids who are acting out, who are posting these videos, listening to and participating in some of, you know, just foolish TikTok challenges and ridiculous things that they're doing. And they don't really realize the consequences of those actions, you know. So we're putting in place, you know, uh, I guess we're making adjustments, I'll say, to the current environment that we're in. You know, we've we've implemented, you know, new safety protocols, new safety initiatives. We started the uh, safety screenings at our high schools, Beaumont United, Westbrook, we're starting with our middle schools uh, in the next couple of weeks, you know, going through metal detectors just to make certain that kids are not bringing in things that they shouldn't bring in school to keep everyone safe. You know, we're asking clear and mesh backpacks for our, our high schools and our middle schools after we return from Thanksgiving, you know, so we can see and clearly be able to identify what things kids are bringing on campus and to speed up the safety screening processes. And, you know, most recently we've initiated the PACS program. You mentioned you've heard about the program, but it's the parent and community support program for Beaumont Independent School District. So, you know, I'm excited that we've had so much traction with community members. Hey, what can I do to help? I see the problems. I see what's being posted on social media that's not favorable, but I live in this community and I want to see Beaumont ISD be successful. So what can I do to help? So we started the PACS program, which is an overarching umbrella of support for our campuses. So you can volunteer, Mr. West, at any campus that you choose to volunteer. And what you're really doing is you're increasing the safety factor on that campus with your eyes. Really, we are asking these volunteers to help supervise and monitor areas or hot spots on the campuses, you know, cafeteria, hallways, restrooms, playgrounds, the more adults you have on site who are actually supervising and monitoring right, that increases the safety. That increases the feeling of safety for our students and then improves the overall culture and climate on our campuses. So we're asking these volunteers to sign up on you know on our website through the normal sign up process, choose the PACs program. You have to of course be screened. There is uh, acknowledgments that you have to acknowledge about some things that you will do or you won't do which you're required to do and then you'll report to that campus volunteer coordinator for the campus that you want to volunteer one hour a week two hours a week an hour a day whatever you feel like you can give to just serve hey just stand in that corner over there and just watch that hallway for 30 minutes and make certain some kids are not doing some things that they're not supposed to be doing you know and it makes a difference so we've gotten a lot of traction a great many community members interested in signing up to participate. Well, and I know that I've already volunteered for
1: the program and I'm looking forward to participating because, Mm -hmm. you know, we talk about on this show, given where you live, because it is so important to give back to your community. And, uh, you know, it's not, from what I've heard, and and I know, you know, there's, there's always been fights in schools, but when you get social media involved, it becomes less about, that that then just make it getting lots of views and behaving in such a way to get lots of views without thinking about the consequences and that is why as you said earlier and i know this is true this is going to be a problem that's going to be overcome it just requires uh getting reminding the kids that you can't behave that way and and getting control of it and the community can be it's easy just volunteer because Oftentimes, when we see challenges, people sometimes on social media talk about the problem. But let's be a part of the solution, and uh, just by showing up. I,
2: you know, absolutely. You know, and I and I say all the time: if you live in Beaumont, Texas, you should have an investment in the school district in Texas. Whether your students are enrolled in BISD, whether or not you have any students or know any students, but we live in this community. This is about right. Beaumont, Texas. It is. The success of our school district is about Beaumont, Texas. So as long as you pay property taxes here, you should have a level of investment. And, you know, our kids are living in different times. So, you know, the support that they need, the social and emotional support is different than it has been in the past. So we're doing uh, we're putting those resources in. We're putting the support in. So the PACS program is just another opportunity for our community members to uh, to support the school district and support safe uh, schools in your neighborhood. Well, and I want to throw
1: out a challenge out there for people that are listening that are considering this is give it a try, because you're going to find out that you're going to be a lot. You're going to be pleasantly surprised at really what's going on in the schools versus what you hear about because then you get and then when other people talk about it because that's one of the things that I've said to people when I heard anything negative is when was the last time you visited a school and of course you need to be screened in order to go in and do any volunteer work but I said you know I I find it inspirational because there are so many good students out there and certainly you know the world's different than it was when I was in school and, and now my kids have graduated and I'm going to have grandkids up in public school before too long. But, you know, we, we've got to, uh, if we care about our community, it's one way to show, I mean, we volunteer for meals on wheels and many other things. We need to volunteer in our schools, give some time back so that uh, the kids, because that's showing the kids. One big thing is that the community cares. And, and I think oftentimes the kids, don't realize how much the community cares.
2: I I, I couldn't agree more. And so many people have reached out since the beginning of the year asking, what can we do? Because I do care. And I appreciate those individuals like yourself who've already gone in said hey look i want to i want to do something i feel like i can contribute i feel like i have an opportunity here that i can support our schools i can help make it a better place and i i'm I'm so thankful and appreciative to those individuals who've already jumped in and if you haven't done so you certainly have an opportunity right now a unique opportunity to do so and it's it's an easy easy thing to do you know we're not asking for you to physically do anything we're really asking to volunteer your eyes And your voice, you know, and I think just the presence, not think, but I know, you know, having worked on campuses for many years, that additional presence of an adult, you know, when you overwhelm a situation with, uh, with eyes, well, you know, kids, you know, they kind of, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to respond to that, So they tend to do what it is, what is expected of them. So the support right now has been, has been great. So I'm very appreciative of that and still encouraging more of our community members to come in.
1: Well, we're about 15 seconds out, but it's easy to go to the BISD website. It's an easy process to apply. And the challenge is, if you care about your community, take an hour a week and volunteer at the school. If you have more time, do that. Dr. Allen, as always, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for the opportunity, Roy. All right. Talk to you soon. We are back with the Roy West Show here on News Talk 560 KLVI. And if you're driving down the road and you missed any part of the show, be sure to download the free iHeartRadio app. You can stream the show uh, live or you can check out the podcast anytime you'd like. And I have with me uh, a great guy here in Southeast Texas, Percy Pitzer. And you have Corrections, uh, Creative Corrections of America. And you have an education foundation. Am I getting all that right, Percy?
3: Now, our company is Creative Corrections. Our foundation is Creative Corrections Education Foundation.
1: Okay. Well, tell people a little bit about your background
3: and what that is. Yeah, let me turn off the Sorry about that.
1: That's okay. So, tell us a little bit about it, who you are and then how you got in this business.
3: Well, uh, After the military, I spent five and a half years in in the military and I'm a Vietnam veteran. I started to work as a correctional officer for the Bureau of Prisons. I worked here 25 years and I retired as a warden in 1998. And then I started Creative Corrections and uh, we have done fairly well in in our, our company. So then I decided spending all those years working in prisons, and I tried to give something back. So in 2012, we uh, initiated Creative Corrections Education Foundation. And the purpose at the time was to provide scholarships to children with pa- parents in prison. And, uh, you know, I got some flack back from that because some people were saying, well, why don't you provide assistance to the victims of crime, rather than children of incarcerated parents. And my philosophy was, well, if a if a child has a parent in prison, then he or she is as well is a victim of crime, of not having their parents. So right. we provided uh, scholarships. I provide 188 scholarships to children of, of uh, incarcerated uh, parents. Uh, We have received donations in the amount of $243,000 from inmates who donate to the foundation.
1: That's amazing. And, and,
3: you know, inmates will participate if you ask them to. You know, I've done things with inmates over the years. Uh, We had a police officer shot in one of the areas I was in, and they had a quest out to buy bulletproof vests for police officers. So I, I went to the inmates and I said, let's do a fundraiser by Bulletproof Fest for police officers. And they said, are you kidding me? The effing police is the one that put us in here. And I said, well, if, if you've got family out there and they get in trouble, who are they going to call the area brotherhood, the Black Gangster Disciples or 911? Said, well, if you think of it that way, then we'll, we'll participate. And they donated $3,000 towards Bulletproof Fest for police officers. That's awesome. I mean, so sure. if if we could get all the Bureau of Prisons and the states participating in this foundation by allowing their inmates to donate, no big amount, a price of a candy bar a month, we could send every one of their kids to college or a, or a, a trade school at no cost to the government. And it needs to be understood that I take no salary from the foundation. None of the people that work for the foundation get paid by the foundation. Everybody gets paid by my company. So not a single cent goes of donations go to uh, of wages. And uh, you know, so it's not a money making operations for me. I mean, I, I don't need it. My company does good. Actually, my wife and I probably over the last you know, nine, well, over the years have donated probably $300,000 to the foundation of our own money. So, yes. I mean, it's something that, that we have skin in. It's something that we care about. You know, just in, in uh, Jefferson County, you know, you have 3,000 people today on probation. Now parole I didn't wasn't able to get the exact number but I would guess it's probably around 3000 or more on parole. The county jail currently has 1100 people incarcerated. You know, and some somehow some way we as a community need to figure out how to break that cycle. Because prisoners are revolving nowhere. you know, right. they uh a person commits a crime, they go to court, they get sentenced, they go to prison, they get out. But now no one wants to accept them back into the community. So it happens, it's a revolving door back into the prison. Now it's much easier to pay a few hundred dollars than it is a quite a few thousand dollars to incarcerate. And, sure. and the community has to be involved if there's going to be a change because uh with without the community you know i'm not a fan of hillary clinton but she did say one thing that i thought was important is it takes us a city takes a community and and that's exactly right in this particular case uh it it takes a community uh to make a difference Uh, it's people working together now we also partnership with associated builders and Contractors. Who they offer specialized training in plumbing, electrical, scaffolding, and various other things. We have currently sixty-six people on parole and probation enrolled in that, and we're looking for another fifty to enroll by December by December sixteenth. So, okay. And and the cost of this, we never we never used to charge anything. Then we got too many people dropping out. So we have a $75 registration fee. And if they complete the course, then we give the $75 back. But it appears that if somebody's got at least some skin in the game, Mm -hmm. then they're better apt to be serious about taking the courses.
1: Well, well, how do people give money if they're interested and then also get more information just on... Uh, the process. If somebody's listening and they're and they fa- they have a family member, they have a dad or mom that's incarcerated, and they might want some assistance. But also for those that may want, well, to get- they can go to our
3: our website and donate. Uh, it's creativeccfdscholarships.org dot org. All right. And, or they could uh, not send a check to 6675 Calder Avenue, Beaumont, Texas, 77706. Or they can call me. And my my cell number is uh, 409-284-4155.
1: And so that 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 would be a start for if you're interested in making donations, or if you're uh, might be interested in, in trying to get a scholarship if you if you meet the criteria.
3: Well, we're pretty liberal on that criteria. I mean, if we see a person needs something, we're going to do whatever we can do, uh, right. to to get them into the system.
1: How do how do the uh, young people normally get? connected with y'all is it through their parents that's in one of their parents that's incarcerated or or is it through uh just the it's all on system? the internet
3: org. okay it tells you everything
1: okay all right very good and uh and and you have a business Cre- uh, creative corrections so so you're still in the corrections business helping trying to solve the the challenge that obviously faces this country.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
3: Yeah, I've been in this business for 21 years, uh, and it's, it's been successful. Uh, I mean, starting off was a little rough. Uh, I never thought I'd make it when I first started. Uh, actually, to get funds, I started selling Spanish books to prisons. <laughs> I made That's enough right. to do the traveling that I could do, and then I got our first contract, and it went from there.
1: Well, Percy, I, I thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today and also on, uh, and it's ccefscholarships.org.
3: Yes, Scholarships.org.
1: Okay, and, and your office location, 6675 Calder in Beaumont, Texas, 77706. Percy, thank you so much. We're out of time, but I appreciate you being on today.
3: Hey, thanks a lot, Roy. I appreciate being here.
1: Yes, sir. We are back with the Roy West Show here on News Talk Five Sixty KLVI, and folks, I have with me a returning guest that everybody loves, Chelsea Tipton. Uh, you are the conductor, and I'm probably calling you the of the Symphony of Southeast. <laughs> Texas. Is that the correct title? Yes, I'm. I'm
4: the music director of the music orchestra. Director. We have kind of two leadership positions in the with the organization. Myself as the music director, and then Douglas Fair, who's our executive director. So I handle all the artistic side of things, the musicians, the music, uh, the concerts, and then Doug actually handles uh, raising money for the orchestra and keeping the lights on, if you will. So I we have a concert to to make
1: things happen. Absolutely. Well, uh, and we were talking before we got on the air here. I just uh, experienced another wonderful symphony that was done with National Geographic, yeah. with a video from the National Geographic, mm-hmm. which was incredible. It was it was a, it was a, a
4: great experience for the orchestra and for the community. Uh, we, were, we were talking about being on a click track where I have to wear an earpiece and all the orchestra members have an earpiece so that we line everything up with the film and images that you're seeing. A lot of moving parts. I was so proud of the orchestra. And, you know, we try to create different types of experiences for our community. And the, the days of having just an overture, followed by a concerto, intermission, by, then a symphony, is really coming to a close. We have to figure out different ways to engage the community. So Doug uh, Fair, my colleague, was able to find the funding for it, uh, the Ederin Foundation. And we were able to, to do this amazing concert. But it was something that was, uh, that's been unseen by uh, our community. And so, you know, this orchestra's been around for 69 years, 69 continuous years. I just want to say one more quick thing. That's 69 years of music each season. Even when we had the pandemic last year, we did right. all of our concerts. We did them with modifications. But only 27% of orchestras in the country did their seasons last year. And we were part of that 27%. So just very proud of the orchestra and and appreciative of the wonderful community that supports this organization.
1: Well, and Chelsea, I have to applaud you because we're season ticket holders, and we are, because, you know, for many years I I hadn't been to a symphony, and then my wife said, "Hey, I want to start going," and it and you. It was not what I expected, and mm. that I, I can say that about every show, and I don't. I don't, that can sound derogatory and I really don't mean it to be, but it's Mm -hmm. always so entertaining. And, and you are also, uh, you bring it alive. You let people know what to expect. And for people that maybe, you know, don't have a lot of experience with Mm -hmm. symphony music, when, when it is more traditional, there's explanations given that it's like, Oh man, you know, and it's, you know, so it's, it's a great experience, and, and you have so many awesome musicians that, uh, it, you know, we're so lucky in Beaumont, Texas, to have, uh, have the quality that we have.
4: You know, it's a rare thing, and I, I try to impress upon the community that very few, in a state this size, very few communities, I'd say only 5%, 4% of the communities in this, this wonderful state of Texas has an orchestra. I mean, there's right. just it's just not uh, a, a common thing, and for this one to be here says a lot. So we we appreciate the support of our our community, and I always try to th- think of it as when I go to an art museum, I, I do and I do appreciate art, but I always feel a little bit overwhelmed. I always feel like, what do I look at? What should I say? What should I right. add? And then someone says, "Look at the frame here. Look at the the type of strokes here. Look at the the brushes, brush strokes here." And it's like, oh my goodness! It, it kind of brings it to life. I try right. to treat an orchestra concert for our audience in that in that realm to give them kind of a few things to listen for, so it can have a more impactful type of experience for them.
1: Well, you, your love for music is contagious, and uh, you know, and that that's one of the things that I say because it just defines it. it's you know this isn't this isn't showing up to do something. This is something you love and you want other people to understand why you love it. And, and which for many of us, that means we love it. And because we're picking up something that we might've not seen before. And, and also how extraordinary it is. And, you know, because sometimes if you don't have that musical background, you may not understand the difficulty of something but then when it's you get some explanation and you start listening for it, and you say, wow, that's amazing. Well, you know, the, the challenge with classical music is that it is long. It is pieces that can be
4: 35 minutes, pieces that can be 45 minutes or 15 minutes. Uh, you were talking about the Symphony for Our World uh, concert with the National Geographic. That right. was two sections of 45 minutes of, of straight music. I mean, that was really taxing for the orchestra. But you know, as we say, it's, it's it's good to kind of stretch things. And when we program, we think about what the community would like to hear and what the orchestra would like to play and what the orchestra needs to play. Um, you're you're trying to trying to get as many people in. So we have our pops concerts. We have uh, we have a concert this coming Sunday with where we go out to the Shangri La Gardens. Right. We have that'll be at four o'clock at uh, the Shangri La Gardens. We haven't done it in maybe a year. I think about over over a little bit over a year because of the pandemic. But, you know, bringing together nature and music is just, you know, nature inspires music and inspires composers and musicians. So it's a wonderful coming together. We have the beauty of the gardens. We have the visual beauty of the gardens. And then we have our incredible musicians of the Symphony of Southeast Texas. It's it's a wonderful coming together. And, you know, orchestras have to provide lots of different layers of entertainment for the community. Some people like the classical concerts. Good for them. Pops. Uh, You know, like something the the concert on Sunday will be more some a little bit of light classics and Broadway music. And we have a singer who's going to be joining us. So you're trying to
1: get as many different
4: types of musics out there as possible.
1: Well, y'all, how you do it is beyond me. But I can tell you, you do it and you show up every time. And the energy that that the orchestra brings as well as you, uh, you know, and I and I and I think about, too, you know, orchestra music. You know, you're providing a, a, an ability for these artists to be able to share mm-hmm. their love with the community as well, and 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 by bringing it, by having it here in Southeast Texas in these different formats, you know, it just exposes a lot more people to it.
4: Well, it, it does, and one of the things I've I've really strived to do during my 13 years here has been, when I first moved here, people didn't realize there was an orchestra in the community, which I thought was a shame in an or- in a community of this size. So right. a big part of what we've been trying to do is just to say, hey, we have an orchestra and please come out and check it out. And you know, I've, I've never been of the thing that everyone should love orchestra music. No, you have different types of music, but what, I, what it bothers me is if a person says, I don't like that type of music. Have you ever come to a concert and they say yes, or they say no, they say no, then please come and have that experience and then make your decision if you decide it's not for I, you great but come right. and experience it first before you make that decision
1: well yeah and i will say that also depending on the prior orchestra experience they had they may be experiencing something entirely new that's true and because we,
4: we put a we put a lot of stock in trying to make it the most impactful experience um, possible. I, I try. I talk to the audience. You know that doesn't work all around the country either. Some orchestras right. I work with, they don't want me to do any talking, and that's fine. Europe, they don't want any talking. They just want the music to speak for itself. Great. Different traditions.
1: When in Rome, right. do as the Romans. But
4: right. here, people seem to be very open to that type of thing.
1: Well, you have uh, you have done an incredible job, and I love having you on the show. So, and, and I love encouraging folks to because we're able to have this because people enjoy it and go and we need to continue to make sure people know what an experience they're going to have and i know you participating uh like at the uh, fourth of july shows mm-hmm. and you know you know that's just another example because you and your and you your musicians mm-hmm. you know that's that's a lot of extra trouble it's it's a holiday weekend and or it's a holiday time Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, y'all are y'all are showing up and and we're I really appreciate it. And I want to make sure people know how to get tickets. And y'all have got a great website and everything else.
4: S.O.S.T.org. You can get tickets there. And also you can call our office eight nine four oh nine eight nine two 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 five seven. And Debbie will get you all straight straightened out with uh, tickets for the upcoming concerts. Uh, We have two more in twenty twenty one. Uh, As I said, we have the uh, Shangri-La performance, which tickets are available for that. Also, December 5th, our Holiday Extravaganza. I like to say it like that, Holiday (laughs) Extravaganza. Uh, That'll be at the the Theater on Sunday, December 5th at three o'clock. There'll be, we have some great guest artists for that. And it's just the Yuletide time of the year. Great for families. I always say it's it's a great concert, both that and the Shangri-La concert. It's a great one if you have young people niece's nephew grandkids and they've never seen an orchestra this is a good way to introduce them to that genre of music short pieces recognizable pieces and just a fun afternoon
0: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Chelsea, thank you so much. We're out of time. All and right. As always, I, I love having you. Thank you. We are back with the Roy West show here on News Talk 560 KLVI. And you can, if you miss us or miss any part of the show, you can always download the free iHeartRadio app and listen to us anywhere you are. And I have with me Blue Sard And certainly many people know you, Blue Uh but welcome to the show.
5: Thank you for having me. Uh, an honor to sit down and talk with you.
1: Well, it's 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 my pleasure and my honor, and uh, you're a part of the Broussard family of Broussard and Mortuaries here in Southeast Texas. So people know you that way. They many know you from your music, and right. uh, and the primary reason that I got you on today is because of 1701 Barbecue, and it has become. Uh, it's it's delicious but it's become a phenomenon here in Beaumont and and then y'all made Texas Monthly just recently so i just want to i want you to share the story with the listeners out there on how this came about
5: absolutely um i uh i've always uh, you know at, at, as as you previously mentioned uh you know i've i've worn a lot of hats in my lifetime and and still do to this day right uh, I'm, a, I'm one of those people who, who's always busy doing something, uh, and our family's been here in this area for for a very long time. Uh, so we take a lot of pride in uh, in in the, in the things that we do here in the community. Um, as far as 1701 Barbecues related, I've I've always been one of those guys who's who's always loved to cook, always loved to host people, always loved to entertain. Uh, a few years ago, a, a good friend of mine named david thompson and i had a little food trailer and we would set up at special events or festivals around town uh and we always would that that was something that we would do kind of in our spare time and uh he and i both got married then shortly after that had some children on the way so we sold the trailer and we were forever out of barbecue uh and uh so I don't know. We'll we'll go back. I guess about a, a couple of years ago. Uh, I, I always see you at this event, and I see uh, a, a lot of your listeners there at the right. at, at the taste of the uh, at the taste of the triangle and the tasting for some other place. Right. Uh, both of those events, we were there serving s- serving some food, and uh, I think it's probably the first time my sister, uh, who is also one of my business partners here at Bruce Arts along with my dad Jim probably the first time that my sister saw the response from the community, from the food that we were serving. And we jokingly talked about at that event that, uh, that, you know, maybe we should try and and do something restaurant related uh, because we've always been, been talking about different ideas as, as, as far as the service industry and whatnot. Sure. Uh, the, the next day uh, we, we kind of had a, l- a little more further talk about it and started doing some research and uh, we kind of, kind of made our minds up that we wanted to, to, to try a a different business approach in town. Uh, so we've, uh, that was a couple of years ago and 1701 opened December of last year. So we were, we will shortly be coming up on one year of operation, uh, which is hard for me to believe it. It's, it's just seemed like it's, it's gone by so quickly. Uh, and we are just so very, very fortunate that we have, since day one, we've had such an outpouring of support from, from our local community. Uh, we're very proud of, of the food that we're putting out, but we're also very proud uh, to be able to, to, to be doing this and, and seeing such a neat thing happen in Beaumont. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's very very near, near and dear to our hearts, especially since our family's been here for so long. With the birth of my son, we're now seven generations here in Southeast Texas. Uh, so that's Southeast incredible. Texas is definitely home you know, to, to me and my entire family.
1: Well, and 1701 barbecue is located at 1701 Calder, correct?
5: That's correct. Yes, sir.
1: So it's, it's a great, it's a great building. It's in the heart of Beaumont. I mean, and let's just, I mean, you open your barbecue restaurant in the middle of a pandemic, you know, so and to everybody loved it. I mean, you sell out most every day and which is uh, a really good problem to have, but the barbecue is delicious and uh which we knew it here but what's really cool is when texas monthly when they do their 50 best barbecue in texas when when they give y'all a shout out
5: yes that was a extremely neat to to see uh and we are you know with what we're doing as far as barbecue related that's about it as big of of a of an accolade as you could possibly get that's that would kind of be like a, a fine dining establishment winning a Michelin award or a certain right. chef winning a James Beard award. Uh, so okay. that is uh we honestly, we still can't believe it. We thought uh, you know, for sure that we were way too new of an establishment. Uh, we felt good about what we were doing, but uh, you know, we just, we felt like we had a, a lot more, You know, a a lot more things to learn, but we've we always knew that we, and we still to this day, we know we don't know it all. Whenever it comes to what we're doing, but we weren't afraid to put in any hard work, and uh, we're really trying our our best to to put out some good product and and kind of doing some things that are kind of have become a a lost start. You know, for instance, is we're making all of our sausage in house, we're making all of our boudin in house. It's a uh, there's it's a lot of work to it, but we've got a really really good team in place and people really passionate about what they're doing and uh this 1701 just such a neat opportunity for for people like that uh you know to come aboard and and really be able to, to spread their wings
1: well and i know that the restaurant is uh give people the hours and because you know it's not something where you're ordering stuff from cisco and you can just order more of it and buy a bigger freezer and serve more food
5: yeah. It's uh yeah you're you're absolutely right it, and and a funny thing about it is is that 1701 we actually we, we don't even have a freezer. So we have this one big walk-in refrigerator and uh you know we we'll get our our supplies in very regularly but everything at 1701 that w- makes it really unique is that everything being prepared is being prepared for one meal for, for a lunch service. Uh 1701 is open Tuesday through Saturday for lunch only. Uh we open at 11 a.m. And we're we're normally, you know, have food till about one thirty two o'clock. But every single item that is being prepped is all prepped fresh for that one lunch service.
1: Well, I know that uh, I've, I've been to the restaurant. I've also had the benefit because y'all do catering. Yes, sir. And uh, I've been to events that were catered. And then we just in October, you know, you really got the word out because you were at the Oktoberfest at Rogers Park. And just walking up to Rogers Park, I I wasn't hungry when I got there. And then I could just smell y'all's barbecue coming down. There. Right. So what did I do? I got in line with everybody else that was there. And so for people that hadn't had the privilege of having 1701 barbecue, they had that opportunity. And I, we got about 20 seconds. I want people to know again how they can. Uh, it's It's Tuesday through Saturday.
5: Tuesday through Saturday yes sir we're located at 1701 Calder here in Beaumont it's it's right in Old Town right before you get to downtown and we're pretty easy to find.
1: Well Blue congratulations to you I look forward to having you back on and I, I look forward to seeing your continued success because uh, you are uh, you and your family continue to make Beaumont better thank you so much.
5: Well th- thank you for having us.
1: We are back with the Roy West Show here on News Talk 560 KLVI, And folks, we've had another fun show with some great guests. Uh, we started out with Dr. Shannon Allen, who's a superintendent of Beaumont Independent School District. And she is a regular guest on the show, and I think she does a great job with the school district. And she's talking about some of the current challenges, which getting kids reacclimated into going to school full time. And also some behavioral issues and that they started uh, a community parent uh, group that you are able to volunteer to be extra eyes in the school. And it's something that I volunteered for. So I certainly recommend you check it out. You can go to Bowman Independent School District uh, website to sign up. Also, then we talked to Percy Petzer with uh, creative corrections education foundation and this is a local company a local 501c3 that provides uh scholarships to children of people that are incarcerated because he wants to break that cycle uh that has occurred and when people have have parents that are offenders oftentimes they don't get the chance for education and he has helped with that then we had chelsea tipton who is the music conductor with the Symphony of Southeast Texas. He is always so much fun. I enjoy him so much. He brings, he's got a big personality, and you need to check out the symphony. Uh, if you heard the show today, I know you'll want to go to the next show. And then we have Blue Broussard with 1701 Barbecue, which has been a huge success here in Beaumont. It just opened up uh less than a year ago and it already made texas monthly top 50 barbecue spots they're at 1701 calder and folks i only do this one hour a week the other 167 hours we're doing home loans over at the roy west team at guild mortgage give us a call at 409-866-1901 or online at the god bless you all with lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere